Welcome to the very first episode of The Big Arrow Deal with James, Sean, and me, Quaylon. This is the podcast where we talk about the ordeal of being gay and the champion problems that go with it. If you're a pure drama queen like us, then this is the place for you. Join your friends at the Big Gay Ordeal and hear about the daily grind of our fabulous lives. Do you have a drama you want us to weigh in on? Then let us know and we'll give you our verdict. Ordeal or no ordeal. I had an absolute wild weekend. So, you know, we were at the pre-Paddy's um, Day party at Mother, which we all attended. We were. We, we were. were. You know, kicking off our days. Mother's yeah. Day weekend, Fresh right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was there at the conception of Mother. Oh, right. Back when it was back on. In the day. Back when it was on in the, not the Ashling Hotel. It's wherever the Hard Rock um, Cafe Hotel is now. <laughs> always say that. I do. And it was in down. Yeah, no, no, no. It was behind the front lounge in the hotel there that's now the Hard Rock Hotel. Yes, it And is. it used yeah. to be in the basement. Yeah. And it was a small little venue. Just off Parliament Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back when everything was in black and white. And <laughs> everything cards, was silent. Cards, exactly, um, yeah. You used to just tap on the door and they'd slide back and see who you were. You'd give them the password, <laughs> friend of Dorothy, and they'd let you in and you'd boogie the night away. So yeah, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> and it was nothing of the sort. The fact that the bar closed at 10, I was like, ugh. So then we obviously rushed out, all good. And then the next day it was Paddy's Day. And then we rolled on to the Sunday and then no, that, that's not you're mixing your days now Paddy's Day was on the Friday Friday Saturday he missed a whole you day rolled over to the Saturday and <laughs> then the Sunday well, you worked Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday it was, it was all a blur that it basically boy. there was nothing but the truth there yeah. so it wasn't rolled on until Sunday um, but like yeah Paddy's Day we had the match and go on Ireland way they did win match 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 lads 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 go with sports ball <laughs> I can't believe any foosballs were thrown around. It was amazing. And then bam! Just like that, it was Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then Monday hit me like a ton of bricks and here we are. God. That explains the look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> shook. Shook it to the core. Well, no, my weekend was definitely a bit more wholesome than that. I kind of kept to myself. I uh, stuck some TV on. It was nice and lazy, you know. Got really stuck into Real Housewives in Miami. Season four, it's all back again with season five as well. Uh, the Latin flair. I'm all here for it. The drama, drama, drama. It is drama. amazing. I yeah. live for it. Yeah. It's insane. It's really insane. And obviously RuPaul's Drag Race is there. Last week's episode was insane. Oh, what was so good it about it? It was amazing. Not gonna lie. It was the lip sync. It was a Nietzsche was slaying with uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, oh, I guess. Sorry, I saw this. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fantastic. Boss Bitch by Doja Cat. It was slayed. It was insane. I've fallen off the bandwagon now with RuPaul and the whole show itself. So I'm kind of like intrigued. Oh, it's it's definitely not a series to get right back into. Yeah. Okay. And like, you've got so much to choose from. You can watch RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, RuPaul's Drag Race Canada, RuPaul's Drag Race versus the world, Canada versus the world, <laughs> UK, UK versus, versus the world, the UK, world. it's everything. UK. France. RuPaul's Drag Race uh, versus Timbuktu. <laughs> uh, and then of course, just like, dancing the weekend away realistically, with Zara Larson, obsessed with the new single, uh, can't team her it's just amazing go on sing us a tune absolutely not you'll just catch me dancing tomorrow night I'm off to a wedding tomorrow can't be bothered I'm not gonna lie uh, <laughs> congratulations love you Brian. love you she's the Swedish um, Swedish sensation yeah I've seen her she was she sang on Dancing with the Stars yeah was it, oh, not Dancing no with the Stars. Dancing on Ice Dancing on Ice Dancing on Ice very sexy she actually skated as well Oh, she did. did she yeah. actually skate naturally? She skated on, yeah, skated on through the stage and started dancing, performing in the heels after that. It was stunning. 
the World Happiness Report has come out. It's actually something that's been around for like the last 10 years. Oh. It's been kind of dabbing on sort of countries that sort of exude happiness. It's that's probably why none of us have heard of it. Because <laughs> absolute fuck all to be happy about the last 10 years. Well, oh my God. God. I'm so interested. Do tell, do tell. Exactly. So there's uh, the last, it's been 150 countries are inducted to it. It was linked in with the UN. And um, World Happiness Day is actually the 20th of March. So hopefully everyone had a really fab happiness day. But actually came through, obviously, we kind of already know that the sort of Nordic countries are all sort of generally happy and thriving. So it was number one yet again was um, Finland being number one for two years in a row, followed by Denmark, uh, Sweden, Norway, all those sort of Nordic countries are in there. Ireland placing 13th. Oh, not too bad out of 150. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Lexapro. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but Finland is like dark for half the year, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. It's just That's generally like happiness. Just generally happiness. It's because they've got money. The UK was 16th, actually lower than the USA. I honest to God thought US would have been way down the list. Well, but they're so delusional. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The US have notions. <laughs> Delusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Convince yourself. <laughs> Do we feel is Ireland happy? Is it a happy place? Obviously, it was. We were. All, we it was a wild weekend for the rugby, and it was also St Paddy's Day, really Irish focused week. Are we generally happy? Uh, do we feel Irish people? abroad are happier than they are here and how do we fit ourselves being in Ireland living in Dublin are we happy here what are your thoughts oh Jesus where do we start that's a lot there for you to digest I think we are a nation of love to complain we love a bit of misery when it comes to the news in general when's the last time you've turned on the news and like been like oh a happy story you know we we, like we thrive on that for such abnormal reasons but I think we always go back to, Asher, that's Ireland. Asher, isn't it great? And we have something really proud about being Irish, being from Ireland. Like, I remember, like, living in London for many years, and I was like, the best thing about me is being Irish. And, like, I love to talk about being from Ireland. I'm from the Emerald Isle, the gorgeous (laughs) island of Ireland. And then I moved back, and I'm like, ah, for fuck's sake. Historically, this island has been a grey, wet, (laughs) repressed place, you know, under the thumb of the Catholic Church. Where? And now we're just like, (laughs) look over there! Ah, guys, we're at the crag! Yeah. It's like one good thing happens, we just cling on to it for years. But we recognise the things that, like, you know need to be changed absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like obviously we live in Dublin so I think there's a juxtaposition between us being in Dublin versus obviously out in the likes of Wexford I think it's a different flavour of happiness yeah. in each county for yeah. sure exactly Dublin obviously being the what happiest what's that yeah. <laughs> we'll be what's still flavour who could live in the countryside me instantly no. what yeah I could no. not a boy Bally de Hob my favourite place Bally de Hob yeah oh, oh my god love it get on your hob yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll stay right here. I'll just I'll rent a car for the weekend. No, love it. Yeah. If I had a partner and they were like, "Yes, that's it. I'm single," um, <laughs> and they yes. were like happy to like move to the country, I'd be gone. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see myself just doing a bit of gardening during the day, like a bit of meditation, going out in my canoe on the lake. Oh, like wow. obviously, I'd have to be rich because like I would want to work down in the country. Yeah. Um, I just want to like strut in and my like fancy Wellingtons, you know, from BTs or whatever, and be like, "Hey, girls!" and just like, <laughs> "Girls!" Yeah, just like you know, very two one food come in and like take over the town, make it fabulous, become celebrated on an annual basis. You know, there is a show where farmers are looking for love. 
What is this? Maybe I, I should apply for that. I actually <laughs> went to um, this in Varna, the gay matchmaking Did festival. Did you? I the week? It. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's, the called, outing. it's called the outing. Week? It's called the outing. Yeah, where? The gay one. Varna. It's on in October in, wow. in Clare, in Liston Barnett. Oh, oh wow. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to that for two or three years, the first two or three this years. This is your year. We believe in you, And Sean. it's usually like old, um, like, farmer men that are like pretty much desperate. And you are still single. <laughs> um, oh, wow. That's the question mark I'm thinking Well, listen, right when I went, it wasn't the old desperate farmers I was hoping for. It was <laughs> everyone for. from Dublin went down for the shenanigans and the Tom Fooler. Oh, yeah, I'd say the crack is brilliant. <laughs> Tom oh, the crack is mighty. Yeah. <laughs> Does <laughs> been my love. I think like my other question was like, do you could see yourself living in those countries though, the Nordic countries? I couldn't. No. Sweden, Norway, Denmark. Not at home. Oh no, yeah, no. definitely. Yeah. You really could. could. Yeah. You kinda of, you kinda of have that aesthetic, though, don't you? I do. It's yeah, like yeah. Viking, yeah. I definitely like got a bit one. of Viking. Yeah. Hope to have a bit of Viking. But actually talking about happiness, also a little fun fact I stumbled across. It was I was actually shocked because I'm a pretty smiley person. But um, I what I have a resting bitch face, but I have to smile. But it was said like, on a daily Tell basis. Tap that to your face. <laughs> <laughs> mean on a daily basis, it was an adult smile twenty times a day, but children smile three hundred and eighty times a day. I call God bullshit smile. on the adult thing because I work in retail mostly. <laughs> and, um, an authentic smile is very different towards a, a retail real smile. smile. <laughs> I'm just more surprised that kids smile more. Yeah. Do you think it's because adults are like constantly trying to entertain them, especially kids these days? It's like, keep them happy, keep them happy, keep them happy. Uh, parents True. are not trying to entertain their kids these days. They're like, here's a laptop. Here's an iPad. Go. Guess what? Go. Here's the top I got you back in my day, lads. <laughs> Make it work. Nintendo DS or whatever it was. Oh, and Nintendo's weren't Oh my even. God, listen, not you two are wild. I <laughs> yeah. used to get a chisel on a rock just thrown out into the fields. <laughs> Something that actually brings people a lot of love and a lot of happiness is pets. So I actually stumbled across something here and it was uh, a man was actually brand is cruel really telling his girlfriend at the time that uh, she had to give up her cat. Cats multiple she had two because they wanted to live together. They're kind of at that stage oh, you know, no. they want to move in together this is a huge step obviously for all relationships you know and it's like would you compromise? Would you want to give up something? Especially not a, a pet. pet. Not a pet. No. It's hard. He was replacing three pussies for one. Personally, two cats is a lot to take on. You know, it's a lot of personality. You know? I've had this sex. actually come up in countless of my imaginary relationships. <laughs> and I tell them no every time. I mean, it's the reason I'm not in an imaginary relationship at the minute. I had to end it. Oh, fair play to you. And I actually would like to commend you on your strength. For actually talking about that. No, it's, been, um, it's been a challenge. <laughs> I'm sorry, but pets are extremely important. Oh, yeah. Pets make a house a home in my eyes. Agreed. I currently don't have one because I don't own a home. <laughs> and it won't be for the foreseeable future, I'd say. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm sorry. Like, She's giving away two of her loves for one love. And like I just, But sorry, I, what did she do? They broke I'd be up. questioning her. Oh, they so she up. broke up with them. Oh. Yeah. oh, we'd no, love to hear from you if you're out there. Please reach well out. Well done. Yeah. Woo! Because I would be questioning her if oh, she okay. was to like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, no. Because like pets can be so much more tactile than a partner can half the time. Who the hell are you dating? It's definitely an ordeal for me, to be fair. <laughs> definitely. It's, let's make a break. You've got to keep those. Yeah, points. I think it's an ordeal. But also, but like, also, they're like, I'd love to know the context behind it. Like, was he like severely allergic? No, he just like didn't like die. Just didn't like them. <gasps> okay. I'm like, come on, you can get over that. Yeah. Full love. I'm sure you didn't like her when you first met her. You know? And the cats aren't <laughs> going to live as long as you are. I know. I think it's an ordeal. Yeah, agreed. Oh, that's an ordeal. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
Well, something that I came across this week was The Swarm, uh, a new show on Amazon Prime that was mm. released. And I don't know if you've seen it or no. heard about it. I've heard nothing. Okay, nothing. so it's actually a really good show and I would recommend anyone to check it out. Swarm of bees. No, 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 no. So, like, it features um, it features a girl who's called Dre, fascinated with this celebrity who's kind of like Beyonce-esque. Okay. And her fans are called The Swarm. Like, like Alice, The Hive. Oh, oh I thing. see. Bay once. Yeah. 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 Bay once. <laughs> Bay once A. Um, but, but yeah, so like she's obsessed with this fictional pop star. Um, the show is a deep dive into her life, her fandom, and how it takes her to dark, unexpected places. She loses her virginity to um, a character that's played by Rory Culkin. But there's this Costing. really odd scene, yeah. right, where he... Like, she wakes up the next day and he's there washing a bowl of strawberries in a... Wet with strawberries? <laughs> he's washing a bowl of strawberries in a glass bowl and, like, he comes to his bottom naked, like, yeah. full frontal. Oh, wow. Roy oh, Culkin of the Culkin. I'm, I'm Googling. In a water crystal <laughs> glass. And comes over and presses his flaccid penis oh, against the glass bowl. Of course you like the show. <laughs> well, like, no, it's just, it's very interesting. It's a very cool yeah, show. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the scene was very, uh, like, uh, I, 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 I haven't processed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought what was really funny Still is that... It. <laughs> <laughs> what was really funny was that, like, Donald Glover is one of the, like, co-creators of the show. Okay. And that scene came about, he said, because... Um, he actually, it's from his, like, a, a hookup story himself, where he was the guy who had had a hookup, woke up the next day, and pressed his own flaccid penis against a glass ball, and the girl, like, had not, didn't want anything to do with Did it. Give- but, yeah, I just thought it was really strange. And, like, after, you know, we obviously have uh, that, that that's... Rory Culkin. But Kieran Culkin also went full frontal in How many Succession. are there? Uh, is Macaulay yeah. Culkin in this? No, I was literally like, any day now we're going to get Macaulay Culkin's flaccid <laughs> penis in our faces. And I will be like, you know, home alone, like, uh, like, <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. No. Oh my God. No, I haven't heard or, no. No, well, like, everyone, seen of this program. Everyone should check it out. Okay. It's, it's good. But, um, I'm just, I'm not even going to ask the question. It was an ordeal to, to oh, see it. God, so yeah. prepare yourselves. So there's another kind of penis related thing that I wanted to talk about, um, mm. this week. I don't know if you've seen, but American DJ Diplo revealed that he's received oral sex from men in the past. Oh. He said he's not not gay and revealed his love of hot TikTok lumberjacks on Emily Radakovska's uh, podcast. So not not gay. Not not gay. But he yeah. likes American lumberjacks. <laughs> he likes hot lumberjacks on hot. TikTok. It's so a whole thing. Not, I think it's like the hot lumberjack. Not not gay means that he's He's not that he's not gay. But he, he enjoys is. a man sucking his penis. Because I will definitely join that too. Yeah. Well, for like for anyone who doesn't know who Diplo is, Diplo founded his global dance hall group Major Laser in 2008. Uh, to great critical acclaim. He's had smash hits with Lean On, uh, with DJ Snake, um, and plenty of other nice, yeah. wanky songs. He's 44 and he's only dated women publicly. But he said he didn't want to define that he's gay, but he's not not gay. He also revealed he could see himself dating a couple of men long term. Oh. So, yeah, he's currently dating uh, Chantal Jeffries, who's 30, and she's an absolute fitty. So, like, for me, I don't know, I felt very mixed things yeah. about this statement. He sounds like he's just going around the subject of saying, I'm bi. Or, yeah. I just enjoy having 
sexual relationships with men, but I'm going to maybe marry or date women. Yeah. It reached to me of like, he had a tip off that someone was about to go to the papers yeah. to be oh. like, I've sucked Diplo off yeah. and I've got like, I've got the receipts. So he was yeah. like, I'm going to come out and try to be all cool and Gen Z about it and be like, yeah. I'm not not gay, but I just don't like labels. It's awkward as well because he's dating someone. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Even, why are you even talking about it's it? It's irrelevant, is it? No. And Did like, he bring it up? He brought it up. Yeah. And Emily on the pod was like, like I think it was on YouTube as well as being on like mm. the audio podcast. You could see that she was like, oh yeah. my God, what's yeah. going on here? Like, I didn't think I was going to get this tea. She no. didn't not, not, not know that she was going to be on that. <laughs> oh, she knew. <laughs> but I just, She did not not know that. Yeah, and listen, I like put my hands up and say that like I know this man personally not Diplo yeah. but like I know that I'm not gay but like willing to take a blowjob off a man like I can confirm Sean's hands are up <laughs> <laughs> like we've all gone to coppers we've all met him um, <laughs> I may have a 100% success rate in coppers I mean you just have to go in act a little bit lost lose your friends intentionally and one of them will just come by a double back and rebel and before you know it you're diplowing some you're, man you're, you're, you're not not having a relationship with <laughs> I think it's just so problematic the, the whole statement like uh, like are, yeah, are you guys do you guys think that like it's cool and that he's like uh, he, you know, he doesn't want to define labels and like, how do you guys feel about that? Or are you of the same opinion of me that it's a bit like, you know, he's probably bisexual and not admitting it. And then is it like kind of bi erasure, mm -hmm. you know, like. I think it sounds like he's going around the subject of actually saying it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things when it comes to clickbait, press, celebrities becoming, you know, the tabloid number one is by doing that. If he was to say, oh, A, B, and C, and it was very black and white, then it mightn't have made so much air, but because it was so, like, a roundabout way, and it was kind of like, what? I'm just clicking onto this because I don't understand the heading of it, of what he said. That's, that's personally how I feel. But it's, I don't think it is... So you think it's, like, to drum up publicity kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. But what do you think of, like, the context of what he's saying? Not particularly great. Yeah. No, I think there's easier ways of saying things being, like, this story might be leaked, or I've explored my sexuality in the past. Yes, this means I've had sexual experiences with men and with women. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious when he said in it that, like, um, I'm not gay, but I'm not not gay. Yeah. I'm not really aroused by men. It, it dehumanises the person yeah. that's, like, that's giving like, yeah. the blowjob. It's like, I'm not turned on by you, but, like, a blowjob's a blowjob. But, like, is that just something that, like, I... I from personal experience, I believe that these men who were like, if I don't make eye contact, or if I don't give you a blowjob back, it's not gay, and I'm not gay. This is just sex. I'm just a man who can enjoy having sex with men. Like, but yeah. like that's- Pure delusion. This pure delusion. I'm like, yeah. you know, cop on. Yeah. You know, like, why are they so uncomfortable and can't admit, you know, that they're bisexual, bi-curious. Mm. And like, I'd love to know, like, obviously we're all gay men here, but if there's anyone that's listening to the podcast that is bisexual, what did that statement, how did that make you feel? Because like, it's kind of like denying the existence of bisexual people in a way or like... Well, like, and I think bisexual people will say themselves, they do not get recognised, they don't get talked about, it doesn't help that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely experienced a fair share of that stuff, you know, 
grown up in Belfast, we want to be curious man, skateboard yeah. man mm. up there, and obviously carrying over to London, where I was there for a few years. It's all over the place. And I understand there's definitely a place for people who want to explore their sexuality and we mm. don't want to label things. Like, but we all know what it's like coming out as gay and labeling yourself as gay can be a lot. And so I think it can be hard sometimes for men to do that especially but but like it's so different now like it isn't the big hoopla that it used to be and uh, it's just like back when back when i were a lad and you know that these these closet (laughs) days (laughs) these closet case men that were like you know no eye contact or you know Mm -hmm. i'm not gay i'm just you know we're gonna do this or whatever that's one thing if he's like a married man who's 40 you know, terrified and living this life in the shadows. But this is a man who's like in his height of celebrity out there, mm. you know, making these comments. I just think it's really... It's, it, who's it helping? It's just no, like, no. you don't need to do it. You can be like, yeah, yeah I enjoy sex with men and women. Yeah. And leave it at that. I mean, we've got fabulous celebrities out there at the minute who are like, you know, coming out as bisexual and doing it in real like, you know genuine non-coming away ways like you know we've got Rebel Wilson yeah, yeah got engaged in Disneyland oh anyone got engaged in Disneyland and she didn't have to make this big like she didn't make any derogatory comments you know she was just like love is love I fell yeah, in love with this life. person and now this yeah. is what I'm doing and, and I'm happy out also, also in a trouble with Minnie Mouse apparently <laughs> <laughs> yeah not Mickey Mouse He's definitely double diplo dipping. Oh, double diplo dipping. That's exactly what he's doing. And he can keep his dipstick away from me. (laughs) Really like reeks of like that MSM, like men who have sex with men. Oh, I didn't know that was. Yeah, so you know like when you're going in for like a checkup in a clinic or something and like there's either forms to fill out or they ask you, you know, like what your sexual preference is and like it's like, are you like gay, bisexual, um, other or like a man who has sex with a man. So it's like you're saying that you're not gay, you're just a man who has sex with a man. Historically, it was like a clinical term that referenced, you know, if, if you were like a straight prostitute but you happened to have sex with men but you didn't identify as gay it was just kind of like a hazard of the job to me that's a term that should only be used like clinically like i'm not someone who like demands that everyone should have to have a label or whatever but like i'm sorry if you have sex with men and you enjoy having sex with men as a man you are you know you're 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 gay or you're bisexual Mm -hmm. You, you don't, don't have, have to talk, talk about it. But there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, for me, like the ordeal is like, is what he said right? Is it okay? Is it is 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 portraying yourself as a man who has sex with men, but you're not turned on by men, and you're not gay? Is that an ordeal or is it not an ordeal? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you because I think I think the way that he for me this, for me it's yeah. an ordeal. Yeah, yeah fair, fair enough. enough. I would, I would say, say the, the way, way that he's worded and he's, he's gone away about it, it, then it is an ordeal. And if someone said, oh, well, sure, I don't know what I am, but yeah, I've enjoyed sex with men and women, I'd be like, cool, that's, that's totally grand, that's your practice. I don't know about you, I always like to have something to look forward to, whether it's a holiday or whether it's a concert. And like absolute madness of concert tickets these days. And I was like, what is the story with how incredibly expensive they are? And I was like, Jesus, like, 
I like to go see loads of artists. I was like, this is absolutely madness. And then Robert Smith from The Cure came up. And would you believe he convinced Ticketmaster to refund $10 to all ticket holders um, due to Ticketmaster like overpriced on tickets to The Cure? The Cure or The Cure. Uproar yeah. over the Eurovision tickets. Oh so, my God, yes. You know, it went up um, online. They were sold out in less than 90 minutes. But there was a little bit of a gap in between. And everything crashed. And people are like going, you know, this is crazy. Why did it crash? Why did it crash? You, you think that like, you know. Should they stop and put the prices up? Well, it's getting allegedly, allegedly, bots bought all the tickets that were left. And now are reselling them at a higher price. Which I think is like, I think that's happening a lot of yeah. the time. Like, you know, you see all those service charges and those registering fees that Ticketmaster were doing that, you know, the cure actually got rid of yeah, yeah, that yeah. one gig yeah. but like to I think it's absolutely outrageous now I have to say 3,000 tickets were given to um, Ukraine as well so they can you know come to the concert which is dead right oh yeah obviously that's amazing but like do you not think it's getting absolutely insane with tickets like I know you just recently said about Beyonce mm. so like can you disclose how much did you pay for I would also like to know because I'm going <laughs> yeah. to pay for my tickets I haven't even told Sean I haven't. So the first set of tickets that we did purchase were for Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, but obviously we never include flights, accommodation, it was just too expensive. So we sold them to a friend of ours. And I was like, no, I'll get, I'll get London tickets. And I was like, well, let's buying them again. I'll get nice tickets. And then they went up in price. And let's be honest, they're, they're more expensive than the first tickets. Oh, Jesus mm. Christ. Go on. Tell us. No. 320 euro. Yeah. No, 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 no. The two get five. They're like 250. Oh. I'll take Sean outside and we'll expand the, the debt he gives in to me. <laughs> but like, is that absolutely crazy? It is. And like, when they like say this, say like, Lady Gaga's crashing a tour, and um, Beyonce's, what's her name, what, what's the concert called? Renaissance. Renaissance. Yes. Renaissance. Yeah. Like, why are they, they're, they're not going to Dublin anymore. They're only going to these main, huge, huge but, cities. But like, but it's even, it's Tottenham Hotspur's Stadium in London. It's not like yeah, Wembley. It's okay, random. well, not to be a big bore bag on it, but right. I have been reading some articles that were suggesting that the price of liability insurance for like big gigs has gone absolutely through the roof. Like insurance has just gone through the roof in general, and I know it's a real boring topic, but that has had a massive impact. Hmm. And you think that's why they haven't come to Ireland? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. And also, but like, it's the same, like, do you remember Oktoberfest and that used to be on in, what was it called, you know, just by the board, gosh. Oh, yeah, oh God, yeah, by, by, by the Liffey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. Oktoberfest was there and it was an outdoor event and then they had to stop. Christmas festivals are so because they couldn't have, they couldn't afford the insurance anymore because obviously obviously it's being scary, Irish and it being steins of alcohol of five point five percent we were losing our goddamn minds people were falling into the water and hurting it's the themselves it's the blade turrets suing <laughs> left right and centre so I think that's just put a real big damper on people coming over here which mm. is real sad absolutely like we have to now travel and pay the fee for the ticket. So now you are going to London and you're oh, going to Tottenham. It's grand. You know? It's insane. Oh, yeah, it's massive. It's hotels, it's yeah. everything. But like, these tickets are gone up and now, you know, us stunning Irish people now have to travel. You know, 
and uh, 45, 45 minutes on that flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, it's not the point. Though. Listen, you like, can stay here and for a nominal fee, you can go into the acts like Crystal Swing. You know, yeah. I mean, they are reaping in the benefits <laughs> of this hike in prices. <laughs> And like, I'm not even lying, Jagger don't even play in Ireland anymore. No. They're off today with Tara Reid, but that's the whole oh, subject. What the hell is with that? <laughs> Absolute madness. Talk about liability insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know it is? It's like, it's the artists are missing tonight. There's nothing like coming to Ireland and having an Irish audience. No. Come on. Like, say the three of us are we're going to go see Lizzo in Belfast, right? Yeah. It's about um, damn time. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm just loving this that we're getting tickets left, right, and center willy nilly all over the place. We're not going to see people in Dublin, that's just wonderful. No, we're just too slow. Oh, James is the ticket buyer in like this little trio here now. Right, don't get any rumors started. I've got a bit of a quiz for you now, lads. So, what do you think is the highest grossing concert sales of all time? I would say it's Madonna. Mm. Okay. James, would you say the same? Yeah, I think it would. Oh, 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 actually, I don't know. Cher has been like doing that fucking farewell for like 20 years. <laughs> no, I was going to be like Rolling Stones or something. Old yeah? I'm going to Rolling. It's actually Elton John's farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, which is still actually happening. In Vegas, is it? No, no. World tour. World tour. Yeah. So he has currently done 278 shows, which is more than $800 million, um, which is after beating Ed Sheeran, U2, and the Rolling Stones. Well, Ed Sheeran is still on his, like, he's not farewelling. It's been going on, and I suppose COVID is in between there. It's from September 2018 until July 2023. Nine weeks. Um, I don't know about that. You like to go to the horse here, Elton? Ah, no. No, listen, I would go in a heartbeat. I also would love to go to his annual AIDS charity gala and sit with Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin and then accuse them of coming to my table. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So now that we know the highest grossing concert sales of all time, can you guess the female highest grossing? Sling John. Oh, yeah, that's a Think about oh, grossing sales as in touring. Share. Whoa! I'll actually give you three options. Okay. Taylor Swift, oh my God, oh. Madonna, or Bay Once. Oh, oh no, Madonna. Madonna. It is now Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. She surpassed Gas. Madonna. No, Big Madge now. Sure, she's... She's only doing one London date, like, that, and, like, her ticket sales are through the roof in terms of price-wise. Like, absolutely insane. But, yeah, Taylor Swift is now, like, number one female touring, grossing. Now, listen, I have so much respect for Madonna. Yeah. For what she's done for gay people. Mm-hmm. How she's charming that. For what she's done for women. Uh, I think she's an absolute icon. But, I mean... You don't need the money. Like, she loves to stay relevant. She, she loves, loves to stay relevant. Yeah, but is and hiking I mean, up the price of your tickets making you stay relevant? Yeah, but is hiking up your arse towards your shoulder blades oh, wow. also <laughs> relevant? That does make you relevant. <laughs> I mean, fair play to her, but like, she, her last tour, she did like five dates in 
uh, London, and she, I think she only ended up doing three because she just couldn't manage it. Yeah. Oh. Hey. <laughs> she is getting on now. Yeah, until this point, it definitely must surpass her continuously, and I think it would be really hard for someone to surpass Taylor in some time. But people back when Madge was, you know, coming up, she made her money from selling records. She didn't yeah. need to slog herself exactly. out in the tour. Exactly. So you think about it, right? Say when we were growing up, like my first tape, we're going back that far, was Britney Spears. And then I was just, God, that makes me feel old. My first, my first tape was Gloria Estefan, and then my second was Whitney Houston. Oh, nice. I just picked one up because it was on the CEO's The Great Soundtrack. I was already on CDs. Oh, my gosh. And then I moved on to all the nows. Now 86 and now 175,000. Bangers. Loved all of them. But you'd be skipping all the male artists going straight to like pink and... But that actually is so true. So they used to make so much money off, you know, record sales and, you know, buying the CD, etc. Then everyone like got down to downloading it for free. And then that was all stopped. And now we have Spotify. And Spotify are notorious for not like letting artists make a lot of money out of them. So it is concerts to why they're making so much money and going on tour um, like Vegas has Writing never been the music so much true. Um, like Vegas has never had so many artists that's playing yeah. in Vegas, only touring in Vegas. Like the fact that like Lady Gaga did a whole like um, residency there is wild when she's still in her peak of her career. Yeah. You know, it's usually that like you do that if you're like a ballad singer or you don't want to tour. Like she's early 30s, still bringing out albums. But, like, she signs a contract for millions. I thought it was actually four to five cent per stream. That's much an artist get. It's actually lower than that. Yeah. It's 0.004. So it's per stream, though. So it's a million streams would be four to five cent dollars. Oh my god. In that's tiny. So, like, speaking of tickets and, like, how much you'd sell for, so some of them are, like, say, VIP package or a meet and greet package or some of them are literally just, like, good seats. So you pay, what, £220 for, like... Redacted. You're, you're standing for a Beyonce, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so we're standing in some kind of, like, honeypot hive hole. Sexy, sexy, sexy. So, so like, right, okay, expensive for selling yes. tickets, you know, a little bit wild. So Taylor Swift is selling her tickets for, the, it's above and under this now, but the kind of high peak of this is $899 is kind of like that in-between of like that big package. Sorry, that's the mid package? Yeah. So that's, only, that's not including a meet and greet, but you get loads of like VIP merch, you then Beyonce is selling tickets for a grand mm-hmm. now this is dollars mm-hmm. but like one, that's one thousand dollars one thousand dollars but like that's also that's a meet and greet with her but like we all know what meet and greets are like you're actually into a line you, you get there they're like one picture and then you're out again but like these fans have you know they've made folders they've made collages they've written them like a whole book of poems and let like, it all out sweetie <laughs> let it all out <laughs> hey Gaga why don't you love me is there for love you is there for listening please forward us no. send us his collages Gaga I've actually never done a meeting Greek because I've never afforded it no. but if I did Jesus you'd know it then you've got Madonna who's selling 1,300 for a ticket and that is not even a meet and greet. What? Like, how much would you really pay to see your icon? Well, we all both know 
Beyonce is when I definitely head towards that club renaissance over the 400 pound to 500 pound price point. I would have slit his throat. The current cards that came out at this point, and I kind of realized we need to push it back. So, no, I think like 200 is a max for me. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Sean. Okay. And, Sean and is it great that you spent <laughs> over 200? Seems like 200 your max. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, 200 is max. That's great. I only owe 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think for like any other normal mainstream artist, I'm a really big fan of Ariana, Gaga, Christina. Like, I would price would be sort of 150, 175. And then for Celine Dion, for mm-hmm. as well. That's like comfortable, sweet flowers. Like, you're amazing. You're icons. That's really sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, like, I have seen a fair few artists mm-hmm. in your time. <laughs> no, in <laughs> Vegas. And so, like, you can pay through the nose for that. Like, when I was there and before I went to see Celine Dion, and we just went on the day, went up to the box office, and we're like, listen, what tickets should have left, what prices, kind of situation. And I think we paid like $200 um, for tickets, but it was four rows from the front. We just got like a whopper deal because, like, the concert was on in like half an hour. I'm sorry, I think that's totally worth it. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was. It was like Celestia. crystal clear. Like I could yeah. feel her breath on my face as she oh sang. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. She unreal. wasn't just talking like Beyonce does these days. No, no, she was phenomenal. Oh and God. then I've also seen like that was probably the most expensive concert that I had actually paid for. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, fair pay. pay. Yeah. Like, not, not gonna lie, the. As if I would. But before the pandemic, the last concert I saw, literally just before the pandemic, was Cher in the uh, London O2. And I paid £70 for that. And I, when I swear, like, it was incredible! Um, I'd just like to like also point out that she did her first number, which is, This is a woman's world, tell the truth! After that, she starts going, What's your granny doing tonight? And then skips off. And I have to say, um, I'd like to bring it up that I'm really triggered by that because my grandmother is no longer alive. And I just thought that was really rude of her. So if Cher's listening to this, um, screw you. Yeah, that was just a reminder to live your life. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. The fact that, like, and she literally, uh, guys, she wore the leotard. She wore the leotard. She was wearing a belly top, an exposed stomach. And she was 73 at the time. Could you be cheating? Girls, we did I know. Good luck. What stands out to me is these gay icons like Madonna, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, all of these ones, they're so, so expensive. And they're always going to be guaranteed that that gay following, they're like, let's be honest, we are like, once we love an icon, we are so obsessed with it. So, like, we're going to pay a lot of money. We're going to like, always go there. Do you think it's an ordeal or not an ordeal that like, it's skyrocketing. We're paying into these artists because that's where they're going to make the most amount of money. But how far does it go? Champagne problems, I think. Oh, yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's like, like I said, you can pay, you can't pay for the shitty seats. You can't pay the 50 quid to 100 quid for a shitty seat. They don't exist. They do somewhere. No, no listen, I think, I think that, I, I, like, I understand that artists need to make money. They do. But 
I think that there's so many avenues available for them to make money that, you know, if you want, if, if it is about the music, if it is about connecting with the fans, then, you know, you don't have to charge these absolute whopper prices. You can reduce it. So it is an ordeal for me. But if it isn't an ordeal for someone and I have, they have the disposable income, then, like, I'm like, okay, grand. But I didn't ask everyone else. I asked you. <laughs> but, like, I can't afford it, so it's not an ordeal because I, I'm not going to pay it. Ah, but, like... Enough. Definitely reduced for me. You know, I'm obsessed with like planning things and doing things and it's going yeah. on to I had the ticket man in the group, you know, I love to kind of book tickets, I don't want to win. But we won't, we won't do it in the budget here, guys, you know? Mm. We were drinking champagne, well, in my case, for a second. <laughs> but all I'll say about that is forget Brooke Scullion. It sounds like it's Brooke Scullion. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Don't forget to share your gay ordeals with us here on the pod. Get in touch by email on thebiggayordeal at gmail.com. No ordeal is too big or too small. It's what you do with it that counts. Please subscribe and like the podcast to hear all about our weekly ordeals. I've been Quinlan Kelly with James McCrudden and Sean Dillon. And you've been listening to The The Big Big Gay Ordeal.